online, um, which has been a huge learning curve. Uh, you know, you're chairing a meeting and you're in person with people, you can eyeball them and you can kind of, you know, indicate very easy to them they're next to speak. It's much more difficult to do that online, and it's it's harder to get people to participate in a more, you know, totally meaningful manner. I think online it has to all be very kind of categorised. You know, you're on now, you've got for two minutes, uh, and it, it's not as straightforward. And um, I suppose I missed it, that the context of you know meeting constituents and uh, my own colleagues on the council, you know, we're all we need that in human interaction, and, and I suppose we didn't appreciate what we had till, of course, it was taken away. And I think people will be a lot more cognizant of that in the future. You know, actually, you know, meeting in person is just such a valuable thing to have happen. Um, though the, I think Zoom isn't, isn't, isn't just, it won't be a thing of the past when the pandemic's over. I think it has helped in a, in a lot of ways in terms of um, being able to, in the evening time particularly, reach out to people and talk to them um, without having to sort of disturb them from the comfort of their own home. You know, there's it been good and bad for it. Thanks for that insight. So, since first being elected to the County Council in 2004, what have been the highlights of your time on the Council and what have been the greatest challenges? Well, certainly I suppose that the highlights have been I've been very lucky to be chosen by my, my um, party to be the mayor of the county on two occasions for her, like we call it here. Um, that, that's a huge honour. It's, it's effectively the, the first citizen of the county, the only person who outranks you as the president of Ireland. And you get to do all kinds of fascinating things during the year like that, opening, you know, opening new playgrounds and meeting interesting and, and um, interesting people and it's just a, it's a really feel good year a lot of hard work but actually it's, it's a huge um, honour to have that that, uh, um, that job I suppose in terms of challenges I think you know in my 16 years in the council that things have just gotten busier and busier and busier and um, I'm trying to keep it the volume of work that comes our way um, like last week alone as councillors we spent you know uh, four nights in person at council meetings because it was required to do so between our, our monthly council meeting as well as we're doing our county development plan at the minute. And so, you know, between online meetings, in-person meetings, meeting constituents, you know, dealing with emails, you know, it's, it's, it's very easy for people to, you know, shoot off an email to you at any hour of the day or going for something occurs. Um, but, you know, everything has to then be dealt with. It has, has to be, you know, the request has to be looked into. It has to be sent off to the council to be dealt with. So it's layers and layers and layers of work. Um, and it's, it's sometimes it's hard to keep up with it all. You know, it's just, we're only... I, I, it's just me at the other end of the you know, a phone call or an email to do it. I haven't got a staff. I have got an office. So it's, uh, it's you know, knuckling down and getting getting the job done. It, it sounds like an interesting job. It I'm is. fascinating. I'm afraid that's all we have time for today, Councillor. Thank Thanks, you for Riley. coming on this evening. Thank you very much. The best of luck for the uh, Black Art Radio, College Radio for the week. Thank Take you. Bye-bye. Now we have a word from our sponsors. The annual Blackrock College Christmas Tree Initiative will begin in the coming weeks, leading up to Christmas. All funds raised go towards aiding the bottom line. Guys, when you go to sports, you've got to be first. I'm just doing 10 seconds. Jack! Jack! All funds raised go towards aiding the bottom line.
make sure you do your part this season. The annual Blackrock College Christmas Tree Initiative will begin in the coming months, leading up to Christmas. John, get out. All funds what? raised go towards right. aiding the vital work of St. Vincent de Paul. So make sure you do your part this season. Now we have Jack McGlone and Jack Dempsey Sally with the sport. Thanks, Guy. Yesterday evening, Stephen Kenny watched his Ireland side lose for the fifth time in seven games as they were beaten in the UEFA Nations League 1-0 by Wales in Cardiff. Ireland are yet to win under Kenny and have scored only one goal in his first seven matches. However, the Ireland manager was adamant after the game that he would prove a success in the job as national team boss. Kenny's focus now turns to Ireland's home match against Bulgaria on Wednesday night. This is a must-win game in the battle to avoid relegation to League C next year. In tennis, the NITO ATP Finals began yesterday in the O2 Arena in London. This sees the top eight male players of 2020 face off to win the biggest prize on the ATP Tour. Yesterday, Rafael Nadal beat Andrei Rublev 6-3, 6-4, while Dominic Thiem overcame Stefanos Tsitsipas impressively over three sets. World number one and favorite for the competition, Novak Djokovic, started strongly today, beating Diego Schwartzman in straight sets. Daniil Medvedev faces Alexander Zverev tonight. In hurling news from the weekend, Limerick beat Waterford 25-21 in the Munster Senior Hurling Final. In the Leinster Hurling Final, Kilkenny beat Galway 220 to 24 points. Tipperary have been drawn against Galway and Clare will face Waterford this weekend in the quarterfinals of the All-Ireland Hurling Championship. In Gaelic football, Mayo beat Galway by a point to win the Connacht Football Final. Dublin play Meath this weekend in the Leinster Final, Donegal play Cavan in the Ulster Final, while in Munster, Cork face Tipperary. I'll pass you on to Jack on golf and rugby now. Thanks, Jack. In golf, Dustin Johnson finished the 84th Masters on 20 under par, with a total of 270, to beat the previous tournament record of 18 under, set by Tiger Woods in 1997 and matched by Jordan Spieth in 2015. In rugby news, the Autumn Nations Cup started on Friday, with Wales playing Ireland. The Irish got a comfortable victory, beating the Welsh 32 points to nine. Scotland beat Italy in a tough 28-17 point victory in Rome. England got a comfortable 40 point victory over the Georgians. France were supposed to play Fiji, but the game was cancelled due to a number of the Fijian players testing positive for COVID-19. In other news, the Argentinians recorded a historic victory over the All Blacks winning 25 points to 15. Leinster are playing Edinburgh in the RDS in just under three hours. Dan Levy will start at flanker after suffering a horrific knee injury more than 18 months ago. The Leinster in 2018 Grand Slam winner made his long-awaited return in late October, coming off the bench against Zebra. That's all for the sports news. Thanks, Jack. Jonathan has the business news for us now. Stock prices have soared this evening after the announcement of a new COVID-19 vaccine developed by US company Moderna. The vaccine developer experienced a rise of 7% with Aer Lingus and British Airways parent company IAG rising about 11%. The UK FTSE 100 increased around 1.1% in total with the Paris Stock Exchange rising about 2.1% and the German Stock Exchange rising around 1%. Despite these rises, the often secure investment of gold has fallen around 0.7%. The US dollar currently stands at around 84 cents to the euro and pound sterling at 1 euro 11 cents to the euro. 
During the second quarter, the Japanese economy fell by a record 28% due to the COVID-19 pandemic, resulting in a harsh lockdown, forcing a steep economic drop-off. However, latest figures have shown that the third quarter has been far more productive, with another record-breaking 22% rise in economic output. However, the economy is still in a net loss of 6%, which totals around 30 trillion yen, or 287 billion dollars. As Japan begins to combat the economic strain brought by COVID-19, we'll have to see whether other nations will have the same success. Hungary and Poland have blocked approval of the EU's budget over a clause that ties EU funding with adherence to the rule of EU law. The financial package includes 750 billion euro for a coronavirus recovery fund as well as other issues. Ambassadors of the 27 member states meeting in Brussels were unable to endorse the budget because of a veto by both Hungary and Poland. The two countries have been criticised for violating democratic standards enshrined in the EU's founding treaties. Zoltan Kovacs, a, a spokesman for the Hungarian, Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orban, says we cannot support the plan in its present form to tie rule of law criteria to budget decisions. The EU is currently investigating both countries for undermining the independence of courts, media and non-governmental organisations. As conflict over the EU budget continues, only time will tell whether the European Union will be able to decide on this crucial agreement. Thanks, Jonathan. We now have Hugh with the weather. Good evening, I'm Hugh Gann and I'll be bringing you this evening's weather forecast. Tonight the national weather remains similar to the rest of the day, cloudy with periods of drizzle with more persistent rain on the northwest coast. Highs across the nation are 10 to 12 degrees. Tomorrow expect similar conditions with more persistent rain across the west coast with highs around 12 to 15 degrees. On a local level, the weather tonight in Dublin remains cloudy with some outbreaks of drizzle throughout the night. High temperatures are 10 degrees across Dublin. Looking ahead to Tuesday, it will be cloudy and rather dull with patchy rain. Highs are around 15 degrees. Expect gusty southerly winds. Thanks, Hugh. Connor has the traffic report now. Good evening and welcome to your traffic this evening. There is some mild traffic at the bottom of Mount Marion Avenue where it meets the Rock Road in Black Rock. Cross Avenue has frequent traffic on both Booterstone Avenue and Mount Marion Avenue. Meanwhile, traffic gets busier when going through Black Rock on the Rock Road, and the Slorgan Road is busy from Mount Marion Avenue to Foster's Avenue. Some parts of the road are busy on the N11, particularly near the N31 Booterstown Avenue, with heavier traffic at the Slorgan Park Junction. The bottom of the Marine Road, where it meets the Harbour Road, is closed in Dunleary. There is currently light traffic all around the M50. Remember to stay within 5km of your home and to take caution. Thanks for that, Connor. Evan has the headlines for us now. The Irish state is set to lose a European case over Dwyer's phone data. The European Court of Justice is, is expected to rule against the Irish state in a case regarding the legality of phone data obtained by the Gardaí, which was used to convict murderer Graham Dwyer. The controversy of Seamus Wolfe. Leaders of government and opposition parties will meet early this week to solve the deepening political and constitutional crisis surrounding Seamus Wolfe, Supreme Court of Justice. 
after Wolf found himself at the centre of controversy following his attendance at the Oroctus Golf Society Clifton Dinner, breaching COVID-19 restrictions set in place at the time. Wolf's colleagues are threatening to resign if he does not quit. The co-leader of the Social Democrats has voiced concern about this prospect and warned that it would be foolish not to be paying attention to that. A meeting is set to be held this week to discuss the repercussions. Boris Johnson's chief advisor Dominic Cummings has left 10 Downing Street. The Prime Minister chief advisor Dominic Cummings has left Downing Street in a dramatic exit through the door of number 10 after fierce infighting with, in Whitehall. Mr Cummings left Downing Street after the resignation of vote leave Lee Kane. Mr Kane left after his promotion to chief of staff was blocked by Boris Johnson's girlfriend Carrie Simmons. Just under 2 million people may have to wait in order to get the new COVID-19 vaccine. Under 2 million people may have to wait on the new COVID-19 vaccine in Ireland next year due to a shortage of availability. A new strategy will be required to identify those who are in more need of a vaccine. Ireland will receive approximately 3 million vaccines. Health Minister Stephen Donnelly said a new task force has been established to focus distribution. Most adults who are not in high priority will not be vaccinated before next summer. Leaving Cert 2020. One of the most unusual Leaving Cert examinations in history is beginning today as only 2,569 students took part with special arrangements for any students who are in close contacts of confirmed COVID-19 cases. The first exam, biology, is starting very soon at 5.30 p.m. Today's COVID-19 figures. The latest news as of 5.30 p.m. on Sunday the 15th of November. There has been one additional death among people with COVID-19 in Ireland. 378 additional cases of COVID-19 have been confirmed. There are currently 31 COVID-19 patients in ICU. The Taoiseach has also said in response to the COVID-19 pandemic, that the government will be taking a very serious look at the ban on pubs selling takeaway pints and alcoholic drinks. Back to Guy. Thanks for Evan. That's all this evening. Many thanks for tuning in to BCR on 94.3 FM. I'm Guy Mangan, your anchor. Good night.